You guys are such a great team. I have heard people say this about Kim and I. I've heard people say this about other couples and other families that function really well together. And that doesn't mean there aren't some lows to our highs, but we really do work together as a team to make progress on what matters most to us. And one of the ways that we do that is to get on the same page about things and to make sure that we're communicating clearly with each other. So today I'm going to give you a behind the scenes peek into two things, actually, into the GIST community and into our family meetings that Kim and I do every week. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to the Productivity Shift Podcast, the only podcast for busy women in business who are feeling overwhelmed with all they have to do. Whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of a family or all of the above, this is the podcast for you. Choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I'm your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey, shifters. I am so glad you're here with us again this week. I am sharing a behind the scenes look into two things. One, I'm sharing a behind the scenes of the family meeting process, I guess you could say, that Kim and I follow every week. And I'm sharing a behind the scenes of a share your systems session. Share your systems is a session that we do in the gist community once a month. During these sessions, one of the members of the community, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's somebody else, but one of the members of the community shares some sort of system that is going to support success or maybe just sanity in their lives or in their business. And the family meeting is such an important part of the success of Kim and I in our relationship that I wanted to make sure to share that system with my GIST community. And then I also invited one of our community members who also happens to be my best friend. I invited my bestie, Andrea, to share her version of a family meeting because I don't have kids and she does. And I thought it would be great for our community members to hear two different versions of a family meeting. So what you're about to hear is a very edited down version of the Share Your System session that I led in July for the GIST community. So take a listen. I can't wait to hear what you learn from this and what you're going to do with what follows. Today, we are talking about family meetings. Uh, I, I picked this for topic for the month of July because it's mine and Kim's wedding anniversary month and our anniversary was actually just yesterday. So perfect timing. And that's why Kim is here because we, and Kim and I do our own version of the family meeting. Andrea does her own version and I wanted her to share it with everybody. So just at a, at a high level, what we're going to cover today is what is a family meeting? Or like Kim said, it could be a team meeting. Why should you try it out? And what are the, the do's and don'ts? How do you actually do it? So very high level, I think of it as almost like a joint systems check. You're doing your own individual systems check, but then there's other unknowns, other questions, other things that um, that are being held in your system that maybe you need to connect with other people on. And this is your opportunity to do that. So we hold them as often as needed, but just like with a regular systems check, maybe at least weekly, or it could be every other week. You got to kind of feel that out with your family or your team on what the appropriate frequency is, but you know, give it a shot and, and figure that out. And 
a really a few key reasons why we do family meetings is to manage interruptions. So when I know that I'm going to be able to ask Kim a bunch of questions on Friday that don't need to be answered today, then I'm not interrupting her all the time with these questions. Anything that we held until the family meeting is tucked away until family meeting time. Anything before that, then we both know it's like, oh, this was really a necessary interruption, right? This is more timely. It allows us to set expectations with each other on things, you know, getting us on the same page around schedule. We also do budgeting during ours, but also an opportunity to celebrate. And so I want to hand it over to Andrea now. So that just is some high level stuff because Andrea, I feel like everything I'm bulleting here from what I've seen and know of your family meetings, like you, you guys are capturing all of this. What we do as a family, I want to give credit because really some of what I pulled in is a lot of the work that we used to train our new teachers in North Shore School District to do for a classroom meeting. So part of the reason why you do a classroom meeting is to create the community and to create a place for problem solving and not have it necessarily all in the teacher's hands, but, but like a shared responsibility. So the logistics, ideally, we try to meet every other week, but I'll be honest that especially in crazier parts of the year, it's really hard and sometimes it ends up only being monthly. I would say that if I had older kids, I might do the weekly, but younger kids, I think just enough. Like this is just enough. I was going to be training 10 in August and grade four and a half. So I just don't think they have the stamina to have it be a weekly occurrence and every other week it seems to be good enough for us. I just keep a running document honestly. And just like, I just like take notes. Um, like I was at an official meeting. If we always sit in our formal living room, not our TV room, that's the space that we have that conversation in. But I love that it sets the tone like that. The yeah. environment then can set the tone. Like this is what we do here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I got to jump in here real quick. Something that we didn't have time to include in this episode was how Andrea and her family start out their family meetings, and that is with expressing appreciation to each other. So each family member takes uh, a little puppet and says, hey, the talking tiger puppet, hand puppet, and expresses some sort of appreciation to each member of the family. And I love that this is how they open their family meetings. I loved this so much, in fact, that Kim and I started adding this to our family meetings. So from now on, at the beginning of mine and Kim's weekly family meeting, we do an expression of appreciation to each other. Okay, let's move on with what Andrea and her family do next. Then I kind of go, does anybody forget to add something to the agenda? Because technically they can add to the agenda throughout the week, but we've kind of found that it's sort of like, Sometimes things just kind of like occur to you when you come to the meeting. So I always kind of start the meeting saying like, is there anything else that somebody wants to talk about today that we don't already have planned to talk about? Uh, we also revisit our old business. Um, so if we did a problem solving um, for something like the last meeting and we gave something a try, a solution a try, we come back and say, how's that solution working for us? Do we need to adjust or are we good? Um, and then we introduce the new problem to be solved if there is one. Um, we go through and like actually evaluate them and to eliminate and get to our consensus. And we're like, okay, so if we all agree, like this is what we're going to try for two weeks until our next meeting, great. And then the, the next meeting, then we come back and say, so how's that going? And if we have to, if we have to make it some sort of adjustment, but some things do like happen organically. Like we're like, we don't necessarily wait to the family meeting to kind of fix it. But if it's something like that, that can wait, then we do. I like about having it, right? You know, you have this dedicated time to talk about things because sometimes the heat of the moment 
is when we're going to be frustrated and that's not going to be a positive experience for everybody. And if we can just like, okay, I can hold this till the next family meeting, then that, that changes things. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. And then we always go over the calendar. Although I tell you, I go over the <laughs> calendar and still, you never told us that we were going to do this. Like that's, that's what my nine-year-old likes to say. And then we always end with like a short, like five to 10 minute fun activity as a family together. And we each take turns picking what the activity is going to be. And also, I will also say, if we have a family meeting on the calendar scheduled, and then for some reason, we're going to have to bail on it, like last minute, or like, oh, something happened, or, you know, it's it's way too late to start a family meeting because like dinner went long or something happened. The kids are like, have broken. They love family meetings. I'm curious, how long does it usually take for you guys to run your family meeting? It depends on what the size of the problem and what we um, like last night was faster because we actually didn't have a problem. We spent more time talking about the calendar, actually, mm-hmm. um, just because it's getting kind of funky now with summer. Um, I think it was like a 20 minute. Well, but then we played, you know, so then it was probably more like a half hour. Like mm-hmm. I would say like, because if you add that, if you add the fun activity into the whole time, like then it's like, yeah, it's the half hour. I was so glad to have like a different example to share than just ours. And uh, I think especially one with kids to just see like how you can start to build these habits and these patterns now. So I'm going to share with you how Kim and I do ours. We do ours on Friday mornings. It's just harder when it gets later in the day to do it. It just starts to push it further into the day, which makes it more likely for us to cancel it or try to move it. And whenever we try to move it, we don't do it until <laughs> the next week. So the way that we do it is we focus on, you know, three main tools that support us as part of our bonus brain. So YNAB is our budgeting app that we use. It's our spending plan. Yeah. Get our financial shit together. Yeah. Yeah. So it allows us to make conscious decisions about where money is going and how we're spending it and where we want it to go. Um, And then GQs, we actually have a team in GQs where we have multiple Qs. Let me interrupt myself real quick right here. GQs is basically a to-do list app. And that is the app that Kim and I use in our family. And it's also the app that I would say 99% of the gisters in the gist community actually use as part of their bonus brain. So when I keep talking about GQs, I'm talking about a to-do list app. And when I'm talking about cues, those are actually another word for lists. That's how GQs talks about lists in their apps. All right, back to it. And I have a a saved search that shows us here's everything that is in our team queues sorted by due date. So we can just see like what's coming up. So either one of us can add things to the queues. If we want to talk about it in a family meeting, we would set the due date for the next family meeting and we can put notes in there. We can do whatever. So that's kind of how we do our agenda. So GQs kind of becomes the agenda for like the problems to solve, the decisions to make, the conversations that we want to have. And then we definitely are looking at our calendar to see what does the month ahead look like? What does the next week look like? Do we need to make any changes to anything? Do we need to set expectations differently with people? Do we need to reschedule anything? What does that mean for stuff that we need to add to GQs? Because <laughs> sometimes like, oh, crap, we got to buy a birthday present for somebody. Or We're oh, adding shit. to the budget even. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Go ahead and say more. I prefer doing the YNAB part first, which we, mm-hmm. is what we do, because... It sort of sets the tone for like all of the other choices that we're not going to go to six concerts in July because that's not in our concert budget, damn it. 
but mm-hmm. we might want to, but we can talk about it like, well, then which, which two are the priority or which events do we want to go to and how much do we want to spend for this graduation gift? And holy crap, we have a bunch of kids graduating this summer. So, <laughs> or weddings or all the random stuff that comes up in life that you do put on a calendar often comes with a price tag. Mm-hmm. You know, if you choose it, you have to pay to do something. So I think having the budget always open on the side is key for me to be able to see I can skip golf this week. It's no big deal. Or if we're not going to skip it, where is that coming from? So that's kind of the point of yeah. YNAB for us is like, it's not about limiting us. It's about making conscious choices, which is exactly how we talk about everything else with a bonus brain, right? It's like, how much time do you actually have? What are the things you're saying you want to get done? And what's actually possible with the time that you have and making that be a conscious choice instead of like, oh, I feel like I wasted today because of blah, 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 or, oh, I didn't get anything done. And there was no way you're going to get something done because you were in meetings all day, right? It's the same thing with the financial component. It just helps us know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. It's really um, helpful. So some lessons learned that we have had is um, <laughs> don't skip them whenever possible. It. I, I'll speak for myself. I realize that I get like all tense because I know there's all these things I want to talk to her about and they're, it's getting put off. And so if we skip a meeting, then it gets put off and now it's two weeks from talking about it or we're talking about it on the fly. And like I was saying earlier, when Andrea was talking about how, okay, toys on the floor, let's add that to the meeting. It can be a conscious choice to let that go until the meeting. Like you're like, it's Friday, we're going to talk about it. But then if you don't talk about it, right, then it can be frustrating because a resolution didn't come. So skipping never has felt good. (laughs) I think the part about skipping that's hard is because we did it so consistently, so frequently, like that that was just as important to me as inbox zero or keeping all the other stuff in my personal system Mm -hmm. on track. And so then when we didn't do it, it made the feelings about it even worse, I think, because mm-hmm. we floated along for years just chatting on the fly and it was fine then. But now that we have that structure and then when we skip it, it's like way more obvious. Yeah. Um, so I think that it, it's just become a really important thing to do. Okay, what would you say about location? Yeah, we tried to do one on a road trip one time, which was on the fly. It, it just did not go very mm-hmm. well. Having location, I think, is important because it sets context, right? It's just like, this is the place where we do this versus, you know, Andrew, if you guys did it in your family room, right? Like there's TV there, there's toys there, there's so many other opportunities for disruption. We do ours in, usually in my office, because then we have both monitors up and then like Kim was saying, we can keep YNAB pulled up, then we can pull the calendar over and then we can, you know, pull GQs up. But that way we have access and actual visibility to all the tools that we like to use to support our family meetings. And the last one is to make sure that you're actually assigning action. So when a decision is made, who is taking the next action? So that was something that we weren't doing at first. It was like, it was kind of this assumed like, okay, you got it or okay, I got it. But now we got to the point where we are like, okay, so what's the next action and who's doing it? And when are we gonna take that action? And so then we just update it in GQs, likely we, we would anything and it gets assigned to whoever is responsible for that action. It's just nice clarity. It's nice, clear communication. And sometimes it can feel silly because it's like I know what to do you know kind of thing but oh, I need to own this and say yes I've got this here's the next step I'm going to take um any other warnings Kim that you would add to it I'll make sure you've eaten before you do a family <laughs> meeting <laughs> that's my personal <laughs> me too though short-tempered and hangry <laughs> okay that is it like I said earlier 
Our Share Your System sessions in the GIST community are usually around 45 minutes to an hour long. So this obviously was a very condensed version of this conversation, but I pulled out the best parts for you to make sure that it could be helpful. So you just heard two different examples of family meetings. You heard, you know, some of the why behind doing a family meeting, what they really are and how to do them, some warnings about what to watch out for. But what I want to know is, do you do family meetings already? And if not, do you think you're going to be willing to try one out? Whatever this inspires for you, I want to know all about it. So of course, head on over to the Productivity Shift on Instagram and take a look at the weekly shift post so you can let us know, are you doing family meetings? And if so, what could you improve? If you're not, how about trying one? Are you willing to try one? And that's my my biggest recommendation is don't try to plan it out too much ahead of time. Take what we shared with you as your shitty first draft to work from and give it a shot. Take a stab at it. Talk to whoever it is you need to talk to that's part of your family or your team and give it a try. See how it goes. Make tweaks and improve as you go. Our family meeting format, Andrea's family meeting format, they were created over time through trial and error, but definitely built with a lot of love. All right, that is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to The Productivity Shift. If you're ready to work with a group of badass women in business to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the GIST community could be the perfect place for you. I'll be opening up enrollment again soon. So head on over to aliceenriquez.com forward slash gist. That's aliceenriquez.com forward slash G-Y-S-T to learn more about the gist community and to submit your application to join us.